Students, you are listening to Answers to Gospel Questions with me, Brother Lawson and Brother Wing. Good day to you, Brother Wing. Thank you very much. How's your day? Oh, it is. There's the sun came up this morning and it continues to shine. Excellent. Sounds like a great day. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar to the last. So, um, you know, oh, that reminds me, you asking me about my day and the sun shining. That reminds me of this terrible storm that the Apostle Paul was in, where like it was dark in the middle of the day. Have you ever you you've had have you ever had that experience, Brother Wing, where like it, down there in Arkansas, a really bad storm where it gets dark, like street lights come on and stuff, and it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. Things oh like yeah, that. when I was in, when I was in sixth grade, we had a tornado come to town oh, yeah. <laughs> and i was in <laughs> we had we were, a tornado come to town <laughs> and i was in school like we were in our sixth grade class we look out the window and it's you know 1 p.m and it's it's like it's like it's nighttime out there and then the tornado sirens go off and we go into the hallway to take cover and me being the alphabet where i'm at you know i'm last place so i'm closest to all the glass so i was i was in perfect prayer position doing in that tornado drill well not a drill but like the so i prayed a lot and we survived oh probably, man probably because of my prayers that's yeah. awesome that's awesome but yeah, well well paul was in a bit of a uh an accident uh on his way to rome he was a prisoner he was aboard a prison ship well how did he get aboard this prison ship well He's first brought to this guy, you know, the, 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 the Jews do not like what Paul is preaching, especially what he's saying about the resurrection. It's the Sadducees that are kind of running the, um, running the show in Jerusalem, and they don't believe in uh, the resurrection. That's why they are, what's the, what's the answer? Sad, you see. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't, <laughs> you don't believe in the resurrection, you must be sad, you see. All right, so they kind of want to shut Paul up a little bit. All he's doing is going around saying, yeah, you guys are going to be resurrected. Everyone's going to be resurrected. Just Jesus was resurrected. You're going to be resurrected. Everyone's going to be resurrected. And the Jews, the Sadducees are like, we should kill Paul uh, because he's saying that. Um, he's also performed a couple miracles, and that, that kind of helps out, too, when you want people to be mad at you for some reason. Um so he gets taken to this guy, uh, Ananias, who doesn't know what to do. Like, how do we how do we put a guy to death that is preaching against what we believe, especially if he's a Roman? So Paul has dual citizenship, right? He's a citizen of Rome, and he's also a citizen of Jerusalem. And he's a he was a former Pharisee, but he's also a citizen of Rome, who holds uh the Jews captive at this time. So Jewish law, like you can't, they can't do anything to him. And so it's a, this big conundrum because he's ticking off the Jews, but the Jews can't really do anything about it. And so they just keep passing them around to different leaders. So Ananias uh, sends him to this guy named Felix. Have you ever met a, have you ever met a dude named Felix before? No, but there was an Arkansas Razorback um, running back that was awesome. And his name was Felix. Felix. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the, well, that's the only Felix I know. Well, I'm glad he was an awesome Felix because this Felix was not a great Felix. He's like, uh, 
you're being a bad dude, Paul. Paul's like, no, I'm I'm doing what God's asked me to do. And Felix throws him in jail for two years. He throws him in jail um, and kind of forgets about him. And then there's this guy named Festus. Ever know a guy named Festus? Nope. Isn't that on the Adam? Remember the old TV show, uh, The Adams Family? Isn't there Uncle Festus? Isn't sounds sounds right? I think so. But uh, <laughs> this guy's first name is Portius, Portius Festus, and he chose to go by Festus. Anyway, anyway, um, so. Festus finds out we've got this Roman citizen sitting in a prison for two years and he finds out why. And he's like, Oh man, what should we do? What should we do now? Uh, All these guys just keep passing the buck. They send Paul to a a guy named Agrippa. um, And Paul tells Agrippa his conversion story. And Agrippa has this uh famous line he's like man paul almost thou persuadest me to become a a christian uh and agrippa wanted to let him go but the problem was was that paul had already asked he goes i want to see caesar i want to go to the highest ruler in the land and i want to hear what he has to think now paul i think is kind of a genius here because he's like yeah i want to talk to the big guy like what if what if i can baptize caesar that would be pretty sweet, right? So Agrippa's like, okay, well, you're Rome, you're a Roman, you get to you get to appeal to Caesar. And so he appeals to Caesar. But remember, he's still a prisoner. So they put him on a prison boat, right? Put him on a prison boat. And Paul's not feeling good about this, this trip. This is all the way in Acts chapter 26. Um, well, actually, no, where are we at? Acts 27. Acts 27. Paul tells the guys uh, driving the boat that are getting ready to shove off. Uh, he's like, this isn't a good idea. The winds are contrary. We probably shouldn't sail right now. Let's not do this. Now, if you're a prison guard, Brother Wing, and one of your prisoners says, hey, we probably shouldn't go right now. It looks pretty dangerous. What are you thinking? I'm thinking this guy must be a seer. Oh, you're that optimistic. <laughs> you, or, or he's lying. A good guy. Or he's lying. Oh, yeah. yeah. For me, I'd be thinking this guy is trying to get out of being in prison. And Brother Wing would think, man, what a righteous man. I should listen to him and set him free of his of his bands. All right. So uh, let's pick up the story here. They, What happens next when Paul tells them, hey, let's not go right now let's not go see caesar just right yet bad weather yeah the wording here in verse 10 of chapter 27 is sirs i perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage and and he mentions not only to the ship but to our lives and so um this this perception that he has is is guided by revelation apparently yeah and so one point that's kind of first to make here is after all of this unfair treatment that you just described, I mean, years are going by here where he's mistreated, yes. falsely accused, imprisoned. He testifies of truth and yet he's rejected. Um, and after all of that, he still has the Holy Ghost with him. He's still wow, open to lesson. revelation. Like that's pretty cool. You know, like we all have unfair things happen to us. And can we maintain the spirit when people are being mean or 
rough things are happening. And this is an example of Paul here where he apparently is continually focused on the Lord. And I, and I agree with what you said too, that he's, he's not only being positive and keeping the spirit with him, but he's looking, he's seeing all this as opportunities. Like, Oh, I can, I got a chance to meet Caesar and preach the gospel to him too. Let's do this, you know? So, um, the interesting part is after he warns them of that, this isn't a good idea to go on this voyage now. Um, verse 11, nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And there's another little kind of warning for us. Like, where are we putting our trust? What are we believing more? Maybe we do mm-hmm. believe in the scriptures, believe in Jesus, believe in the gospel. And there's some competing right. there that we might be tempted to believe in more. So they go on the journey, uh, rejecting Paul's advice. So if you got an apostle on, on your journey and you reject his advice and warning of danger, that's not, that's not a safe place to be. Well, do you see the reason why those dudes wanted to go, even though the weather was bad in verse 12, because the haven was not commodious to winter in. That means this wasn't a great place to to hang around. They didn't want to stay. I mean, if they didn't go right then, they wouldn't be able to go for a long time, for a whole season, for all of winter. And they just didn't want to be there. It was going to probably be uncomfortable. They have a hard time getting home. And so they chose, they made the decision uh, to avoid the the counsel of a seer in order to um, to satisfy their own comforts and their own uh interests that's right yeah yeah and so this they're choosing convenience you know yeah. what they think it's actually not actually it's not going to end up being very convenient because they're going to get exactly what paul had warned that uh, would happen because there's this tempestuous wind called oh, what's it called it's called Eurachlodon. yeah Eurachlodon. <laughs> that's verse 14 of yeah. chapter 27 brother wing and i googled that actually and so we're pronouncing it right yeah that is the best pronounced word that you can find look it up verse 14 the last word there you rock ladon i think so that's think in, someone named I think ladon they, and telling him that they rock you know isn't that you rock ladon i think that's a character in dungeons and dragons i'm not sure <laughs> i don't know i'm a 12th well, level you rock ladon yeah so <laughs> you you rock ladon rocks them enough that the ship is totally, they lose control of the ship. In fact, the way that the scriptures say that they lost control is they let her drive. <laughs> the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind. We let her drive. Like They've completely lost control of this ship. It's as if the ship is, is now in charge. And isn't that kind of a cool principle of we... We don't listen to prophets and apostles. We do it our way out of mm-hmm. convenience. And then we lose control. Mm-hmm. Like we, we don't even have control of our own senses or our own bodies or, or our own mind when we've rejected, deliberately rejected counsel. And so there's just an interesting story going on here with great warnings for us. Like Paul is sitting here warning these guys. The scriptures <laughs> are now giving warnings to us about our own lives. So. I hope this is useful um, as we go on with the story, but they do have trouble for days. And then I just want to mention one more thing. I'll turn it back to you, Brother Lawson. But in verse 21, but after long abstinence, 
Paul stood forth in the midst of them. After This is after days of trouble <laughs> because of the storm. And Paul says, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. So there is a little bit of I told you so um, right. in here. But I don't think Paul is saying this because he has an attitude or no. he's negative. In fact, the next verse, I think, will prove it. He's saying this as, look, there's a lesson to be learned here. You need to know that that uh, God God is with me and I and you want to listen to me. It's in your best interest to listen to me because he's so he's not saying it spitefully. He says in verse 22, and now I exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. So he's like, the ship's going to be in trouble, but we can all survive this, but listen to me. Okay. From now on. And so he's like, be of good cheer. Like, like you didn't listen to me. It didn't work out well, but be of good cheer. Things are still going to be okay. You know? And I think that's how the Lord responds with us. We do make some mistakes, but here comes the Lord saying, Hey, all right, let's work this out. We're going to figure this out and we'll solve this problem. Just start listening to me now. Things are going to be okay. Yeah. But so when Paul, when Paul tells them this, when he says, you're nobody's going to die. You're going to have uh, things are going to be okay. Um, then he mentions those four words, but of the ship, that's what's going to be, that's what's going to be lost is the ship. Um, is that inspiring or discouraging for these guys? And I, the reason why I ask that is like, sometimes like it, we might read a patriarchal blessing. We can see a promise made by a prophet. Uh, we can feel a prompting as we say scriptures and we think, oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, it's going to work out. This is going to work out. It's going to be okay. And sometimes the means and methods of how it becomes okay doesn't, uh, isn't always very comfortable, right? So these guys could be relieved that their life is going to be spared, but their ship is going to be right. In fact, it's going to run aground and it's going to bust into a million pieces and they're going to be out there trying to swim. The The guards are going to be saying, should we just shoot all the prisoners right now? Well, I mean, th this is this is terrible. They're going to be, um, <clears throat> luckily, they're going to be taken in by, by people who are kind to them. <laughs> Excuse me. But, um, but just because the Lord tells you that things are going to be okay uh, doesn't doesn't mean that it's going to be a peaceful little trip. I, I think that one of the things that I like to say is things always work out when we're righteous. Things always work out the way they're supposed to work out when we're righteous. Well, that phrase, you know, that part of supposed to uh, isn't always um, just a real comfortable thing. Things will always work out when we're righteous. But the way that they work out sometimes uh, can be a little bit adventurous. And I think that's okay. Can you imagine if uh, if there was no trials and there are no tribulations on the way to things being okay? What lessons would we learn if things were always just okay and we never had a shipwreck to deal with? So yeah. I think that's a I think that's another great lesson there that Paul is learning through this. The the other prisoners are learning through this. The the shipmen are learning about this, and uh, and it's going to be a a great thing for it'll be a great learning experience for everybody. 
Yeah, you know, and when they're when the fear of death is there, and Paul, and then there's assurance that hey, you're not going to die. <laughs> that that's got to be comforting. Um, but you're right, and I think that's worth considering all in other scriptural stories too, where there is this this. I like how you used it. The word you used, adventurous. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's some drama here and some uncertainty and challenge along this path to getting in a better place and and returning to the Lord and him helping you along the way to learn the lessons that you need um, along the way to help others. You know, the people of Limhi in the Book of Mormon, they were trapped in bondage, um, terrible bondage they couldn't get out of by their own power. And yet when others came to them and there was this kind of promise of getting out then, and they and Limhi had this hope that they could get out. And he, he felt like this is going to happen. He's super excited about it. And he says, yet I trust there remaineth an effectual struggle to be made. And so he, he kind of understood the process here that there's going to be some adventure and some challenge here, but the Lord is going to be with us and will help us through this. And that's exactly what happens with the people of Limhi. They do get out with a pretty dramatic story. And it also happens with Paul, with his dramatic story and this shipwreck. But the Lord, the key is the Lord is with them. And that's what Paul had testified to these uh, men that they're, that he's with, that he goes, God, God is with me. And he even says it this way, that an angel had appeared and assured him of these things. But he says, an angel of God, God, whose I am and whom I serve. That's the commitment of Paul. And that's why he has such confidence to testify of Christ amidst all these challenges, to be positive and even keeping the spirit with him throughout this because he's he's committed to god awesome excellent insights all right students thanks for listening to this episode of answers to gospel questions we love your guts stay righteous